We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your hosts, Tom the Blade, and myself, Uncle Frank. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. Dun, 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 dun. All right, on today's show, we will be talking about spring cleaning, what that means to us. It's not your let's dust some stuff up and let's start tossing uh, old clothes out. It's a lot deeper than that how we're getting ready for the spring, how we're getting ready for life. Finding your finish line. We'll also be recapping something that I was very surprised to find out my kids are learning in school at their particular school. Um, great stuff. It's based on a book written by Stephen Covey. If any of you out there know who that is, you're in for a good time because we're going to be talking about the seven habits of highly effective people. Awesome. And here we go. Kick us off. Let's do Tom. it. Well, um, you know, we're talking about spring cleaning. Everybody's heard that term, spring cleaning. You know, you go in, clean out all the mess, clean out all the junk so you can get ready to start the new year, new season. That's the kind of thing we need to also do in life as far as our own personal matters. Um, it's not just about cleaning out the garage. It's about cleaning out, you know, your mind, the people you associate with, the things that are holding us back. One of the things that always uh, throws me for a loop when I see people talking about social media and they talk about, man, I'm quitting social media because it's so toxic. It's this, it's that. It, the problem isn't social media. You need to go in and clean it up. You're following Toxic people. You're following toxic subjects. You just as easily as you push to follow, you can push unfollow. Follow people, follow topics that bring something positive to your life. If somebody just keeps bringing you down, you keep reading things that upset you, there's no law that says once you follow it, you have to stay like click unfollow, clean it out, clean out those people that are just causing you, you know, this distress and, and, it's not Twitter's fault that you following these people that you keep reading it, you know, <laughs> click unfollow, get rid of it. And just, and we have to do that sometimes also with people. Sometimes the people that we're hanging around with there, it's not, con they're not conducive to the goals we're trying to reach. There are some people, believe it or not, that are closest to us that are holding us back, whether they doing it knowingly, whether they're just, you know, haters or whether they just don't want to see you succeed because that means you might leave them behind that. You know, that's a fact of life. As we try to quote unquote level up, we're going to have to leave some things behind. You, you're trying to climb the ladder of success. You can't reach up, grab that next rung and have things in your hand. You've got to leave some stuff behind. It stick with the people who 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 encourage you, who support you, and th those people that are not supportive. That are, it doesn't mean you have to cancel them out of your life completely, but you do have to 
give them less importance in your life. You have to take uh, less of a factor of their opinions and all the negative stuff that they surround you with and say about you and and make you feel and and let them just push. You know, don't give them so much importance. That's a fact. That's something I had to learn personally. You know, I'm here like I always harp about I'm about to be 50 years old and I'm finally starting to do the things that I like doing that I enjoy doing that I feel like I can do. But for so long, I'd let people tell me, oh, you, you know, those things you're saying, that's stupid. Nobody wants to hear that. That's a <laughs> bunch of BS. And I wouldn't follow through. I wouldn't do it. It's not their fault. It's my fault because I listened. It's my fault because I stayed in, in situations of negativity and letting it weigh me down and letting me think I couldn't do the things that I knew in my heart I could. And once I finally said, you know what? I don't care what you think anymore. If you don't believe in me, that's fine. I don't need you to believe in me. I believe in me. I needed to clean Clean that stuff out so I could go on, move on to do something bigger and better. You know, and for for the longest time, I would have agreed with you on that 100 um, percent. I'm I'm currently reading a book called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. I, mean, I told oh, you about Robert that. Green, book, yeah. Right. I like that. <clears throat> In that book, you know, and. I kind of loosely believed this theory in that you do have to have a certain amount of negativity around you. Because if you have positivity around you constantly, when you do meet that negativity or you meet that negative person, you're not going to know how to handle it. Now, like you said on Twitter, you know, you're being bombarded with all these, you know, oh my goodness, there's just so much because there are people being fake out there, people right. just throwing things out there, and, right. and you have no idea. Now, if it's somebody that's directly connected to you in some way that is just constantly bombarding your thoughts with negativity and in false, uh, false, just suggestive things that you are going to fail always, well, yeah, you're going to believe it. I've had this saying since I was, uh, I don't know how old, but if you tell a lie long enough, eventually it will come true. And out of that came, you know, the whole fake it till you make it. I know that's been around for a really long time, but that's kind of what, how I digested that saying. Um, there's, there's more than one way to look at something. And for me, you know, I, I do, I do like to have a little bit of negativity around me and I like to surround myself with folks that are struggling to do a little bit better that are on the verge of giving up, you know, cause if, if they're on the upswing of wanting to do more and I'm, I just happen to be on the downswing. Cause you know, you can't always be on the upswing right. that, that positivity, you know, that juice, it <clears throat> does begin to dwindle down just a little bit and you have to find that source of, of whatever, you know, positivity juice or motivation or discipline, those things, you know, they do run slow. They do run <clears throat> low from time to time. And if you surround yourself by other people that have that discipline and have that ability to find their juice to also help you find yours, you know, you will be able to go back on that upswing if you ever should hit, you know, that that downturn. So well, well those people that you said that are struggling, do you consider them negative? 
Not always. See, I, I don't. Mean, I don't at all. You know, because we all struggle. Just exactly, because we're struggling yeah. doesn't mean you're being negative. You know, just because you say I'm talking about people who are uh, just you against know, you. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and somebody that's struggling is they're not necessarily against you. They're struck. We all struggle. And it's true. It's like you said, uh, we're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. And if we, you know, we we can still support each other. That person that's struggling, he can still be positive. He still believes he's going to do it. He's just had a hard time. We all do that. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you totally what you're saying. I, but those people that, you know, that you described, I don't but me personally, I don't consider them necessarily being negative. Well, you know, like um, so in in that book, the the guy is talking about how when we criticize others or we, you know, the the, the whole hater thing. Right. 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 It's right. it's because we see someone just like you said. We see someone doing something that we may not have been able to accomplish. And so that is, for whatever reason, a a deep-seated reaction. You know, jealousy, uh, you know, the animosity that comes from nowhere. Um, it, it, It rears its ugly head, especially for people that really try to bottle it up. Um, um, right now it's, it's talking about the, the shadow and the shadow is that part of our personality that we've tried our absolute hardest to shove deep down and not, not show that side of ourselves. And we're living in this fantasy land into where everything's la-di-da, everything's always great. But the reality is, is that from time to time, you know, it just so happens that that shadow part of our personality will come out. And it's going to come out at the most unexpected time. You know, it talked about the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing, right? Right. and and I was thinking about that, too. You know, I wonder if uh, for the folks that, you know, and I've experienced this myself uh, with, um, oh, man, what is that called? I had it right on the tip of my tongue just now. The imposter syndrome. Okay. You know, <clears throat> we're working really hard to study for these certifications or to do this thing. And then when we have people asking us about how we did that thing it becomes like, oh man, like, do I really know what I'm talking about? I know I've studied, I know I've done this, and I know, I, you know, hell, I've even passed the test. I've I've given plenty of speeches. I've done this, that, and the other. And then we begin to question ourselves. And, and sometimes it, I think maybe it's because we've only surrounded our thoughts with the eagerness to show that we're doing these great things the you know the ability to post things on twitter and facebook oh if i'm not if i'm not showing that i'm doing xyz then am i really doing anything you know so um just going through that chapter i'm I'm probably going to go through it again because like I'm, i'm i'm thinking about how how we position our thoughts on what we're projecting outward, right? Because, right. you know, we wake up with our thoughts and we go to bed with our thoughts. Our thoughts are only ours. No one's telling everyone everything. And so you get caught up in that. 
right? And but see, uh, do you believe you could change that mindset? Absolutely. Because I have. Time, I personally have. Yes. It I used to be time. just like you said. Um, I did not want people to be better. I'm highly competitive. I'm extremely competitive. I don't want you to beat me at anything, whether it's a running contest, whether it's a snoring. I want to snore louder than you. I want to cough. <laughs> everything I want to be better than you. And if I did something better than you, I didn't want you to be able to beat me. So if you'd ask me how I did something or whatever, I'd be really hesitant to tell you because I want it to be better. But you can't live like that. It gets very stressful. So what I did, tipped my highly competitive personality, and I flipped it. I said, you know what? And you said we don't tell everybody everything. I'll tell you anything. Anything you want to know about how I do this, I will tell you. And I'll point it all out. I'll write it out for you. Whatever I have to do, I want – because it's the better you get, the better you get. And if you get better than me at anything, well, you know what that means. I'm going to have to level up. I'm going to have to get even better. And because I want to stay better than you, I will. I want you to get as good as you can. When I see you something, I want you to get as good and I'll help you as get as good as you can because I want to come back. That means if you level up, then I've got to level up. And, th- right. and I'm much happier like that. And people are much happier around you when you're like that, when they know you're really coming from, when I'll lay everything out on the table, look, I do this, this, and this. And they see that you're being honest. And not only that... You're telling them that you're showing them that they see it. That yeah, that's how he is. He does live like that. That is what he's doing. He's not just talking a bunch of BS and lead yeah. me astray. Oh, so man. I will tell you, and I, me personally, and just because of my personality, I had to do that because I was driving myself crazy, worried about this guy was going to beat me doing this. Mm-hmm. So now, as, if I can help you, like oh, Frank, I want to be the greatest podcaster ever, right? So if I can help <laughs> Frank become the greatest podcaster ever, become you know Joe Rogan. What does that mean? That means I've got to fight. I got to do everything I can to also be the best podca- podcaster ever. And that's just my way of expressing my competitiveness. I want you to get as good as you possibly can because I want to be as good as I possibly can. Because in the end, I do want to beat you. But if we can both level up, man, every, you know, the world is a place, right? You if know, we all and- continue to fight to level up. The the craziest thing is that um, I had a very similar conversation with a really good friend of mine, and I talked about how um, I, I love to teach people what I know. And, and my saying when I was a, a network engineer, my last position, I would always tell the new guys or the new girls that came in, hey, I want to show you everything I know about networking. Why? Because I want you to come after my job. Right. That three things happen. I'm gonna teach you. You're gonna learn. And if you take my job, it's not because you know you you did it out of a, a you know a mean spirited nature. It's because I got lazy. Right. I didn't I didn't continue to be better at my craft. The right. other thing it tells me is that I'm a great teacher. Because right. I taught you what I know, and you're able to use that whatever way you you were able to use it and learn from it and grow and become better than me. So, you know, <clears throat> at some point, you know, and my friend was like, well, I don't know, man, that's that's not many people think like that. You know, the, the thought process is I want to, like you said, I want to know more than you and I want to be able to lord my knowledge over you so that you will never be able to take my position because I'm comfortable in this position. And I'm like, no, I don't ever want to be comfortable in, in any position at work. 
You know, I want to know that I'm continuously reading something new, learning something different, learning a new process, learning anything to be able to help everyone as we're working together. Right. And one of the things you said, too, uh, I will show everybody, you know, anything that they want to know. I'll show them how to do everything that that I do. I'll lay it all out on the table because there's no secret. I always tell there's no secret because I know the one thing that I have that they probably don't have is that I have the work ethic. That's what it all everything we do in life comes down to work ethic. I know that I have that work ethic. I know if I've got to get up at 3 a.m., I will get up at 3 a.m. If I've got to stay up for three days straight, I will stay up for three days straight. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I will do that. And I know I can show you everything. I can lay it all out. I can write it all out. I can send you reminders by text. But if you don't have that work ethic, you're never going to catch me anyway. So, you know, that's the one thing I can't teach you. That's the one thing you've got to develop on your own. And that's all on you. So if you want to level up, you know, that's what it's going to take. Very few people have it. And the ones that do, well, guess what? When they do level up, now I got to level up. You know, yeah, yeah, I got up at three. Now you're getting up at three. Okay, now I got to get up at 2.30. You know, I have to do more. I have to do one more always. And And that's great. I hope I find somebody that's going to push me to that next level. I'm always looking for that. That's why I'm on YouTube and and watching these videos. What can I do to to just be just 1% better tomorrow? Just 1%, you know? Whatever I have to do, I'm going to do that. And I'll show you and I'll tell you because I, you know, maybe you will. I'm not I'm not judging you. Maybe you will. That you might be that guy that will do it and and put in all that work and all that purpose, the consistency of yeah, day after day. It. The consistency. People, you know, right it, it's, it's it's so it's so simple, but it's not easy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> you you beat this this saying uh, to death, but you know, if, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. That's right. And it's, right. And and the crazy it's it's just so crazy. So I was cleaning, uh, literally cleaning over the weekend. There's a credenza or a, a desk, I guess if you will, in my hallway whenever you come in. And over we've had it for I don't know maybe ten years or so. Over that course of time, it's become kind of a catch-all. You know, right. it's like all the drawers are filled with something. Right. And the little cabinets are filled with something. And I, and I've been telling myself for a really long time, I'm going to clean all that out. <clears throat> and one of my favorite authors to listen to is Anthony Bourdain. So I went out and I found every podcast that mentioned him or something about him. And I just happened to catch one where they were interviewing him for a um, a documentary that he had done on a guy named Jeremiah, um, man, I can't remember what his last name, but he was a very famous chef in the 70s. He's okay. basically the chef that uh, inspired the way menus are written out and the way food is being presented in the U.S. by chefs. And one of the things that, uh, one of the questions from the audience was, hey, what would you tell an inspire or, or a uh, aspiring chef? And Anthony had told him or, or Bourdain had told him, you know what? Uh, be on time. If, if you want to do anything, be on time because yes. 
you're telling that person that's that's training you or you're telling your coworkers that you're working with that I respect you enough to be on time. That's right. Yes. And that is something you cannot teach. Right. <clears throat> like you like you were saying earlier. So as as I was cleaning, I'm listening to this and I'm just thinking to myself, man, this would be a great episode for the podcast to talk about how, how do we begin to do something? How do we start? How do we take that first step? What is it? Is it is it an itch in your brain? Is it just something that triggers you? What is it that pushes you? And <clears throat> honestly, I have no idea what it was. This Saturday, I was just like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to tackle this thing and I'm going to clean it out. And sure enough, man, I cleaned both sides out. I have one more drawer left to go right. because it's got a bunch of flashcards and stuff like that that I've had with my kids since you know we started um, teaching them to read and to um, the sounds and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh man, it's very sentimental. So I kept a lot of those in the yes. <laughs> in the bottom drawer. Yes. But a lot of stuff, man. I, I had a, a, a an Amazon box full of stuff that I just could throw away right because it was an empty box or it was uh you know i think i had a iphone 6s box in there you know it's doing nothing i have I no idea why i hung on to it but out it went i was like i have no use for this right whatsoever and by doing that um i felt a sense of relief Yes. Being able to clean all those things out, I felt a sense of relief and I felt like I slept really well Saturday night because I finished that. That was on my to-do list for the longest time. And I just, every time I looked at it, I got so just frustrated to the point where I was like, I don't even want to start right now because, you know, just whatever excuse. Right. <laughs> But, but what I, happened? You finally got tired of it, I, right? Yeah, I did. I got tired. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of looking That's at that thing, and I tackled it. And you said you, you didn't know what it is that inspires us to do. And I think that is exactly what it is. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got sick and tired of that credenza. People get sick and tired of being where they are in life, man. They, they just said, you know what? This is it. I've had it. I've got to make it. I did that. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired of looking in the mirror and say, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to say I deserve better because we only deserve what we work for, but I'm tired. I want better. It's not that I deserve better. I want better for myself. There's only one person that's going to do it, right? That's yep. me. I got to get up and do it. If I'm sick and tired of it, well, then get up, do something about it, and that's what I finally started doing. And now I'm tired <laughs> because I'm doing all the things I wanted to do, but I'm not going to complain about it, you know, because, yeah. you know, a year ago I would have been complaining, man, I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing that. Well, now I'm doing it. I can't complain about it now. You know, so I take, you know, when we talked about maybe rescheduling this because I was, no, let's do it. I'm here. I mean, I'm in the moment. I want to do it. You know, I, I, this is an opportunity. It's now. It's, it's like I said, you have to change your mindset from I've got to I've got to do this to I get to do this. This is a blessing. You know, this is something that I would have wished for and prayed for, you know, some time ago. Well, now that I'm here in the moment, man, I'm enjoying it. I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah. So what? I've been up. I, who cares? It doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm enjoying this right now, talking to you, talking to these people, you know, getting our message out. Uh, 
like I said, you, you have to change your mind. Once you change your mindset from I've got to do this to I get to do this, no matter what it is in life, man, it's like your whole life changes. And you just go from a, a you just start living in a in a state of gratefulness. You're grateful for the opportunities you have. And life is so much better. It it really is. And but being mindful is has to be one of the first things that gets you to realize you're in a place or you're in that constant state of mind of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. You know, uh, I I think that that really being mindful has really helped me open my eyes into what it is that I really want, what it is that I have to do. Um, in the past, whenever I would ask friends, you know, hey, uh, for lunch, where are, we, where are we going for lunch? What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. So now <clears throat> what I do is I ask people what they don't want to eat. Let me right. start there first so we can knock all those things out and get to what we're going to eat a little bit faster. Right. Now, granted, I have, a, you know, I keep on harping on this, but I have all those dang allergies i can eat like five right. things if i don't bring it from home so that that really yeah. killed it for me you might too. have to do the opposite because if you listed everything you can't yeah. you don't want yeah, we'll oh be there my God. <laughs> no joke one of the other things that i wanted to throw out there too was uh my son is in the second grade and he let me know that they were reading the seven habits of highly effective people. Now, I remember reading this book in my 20s. A very good friend of mine, Matt Tucker, introduced me to this book, and I was blown away by the book. It, it really was the catalyst for me attempting to be mindful and learning to listen to myself and kind of get an understanding of where I was at in life. Did, did <clears> listening <throat> to our podcast make that list? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, number what number two probably. There I'm you assuming. go, man. Next will there be number go. one. Hopefully, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> if you're not familiar with it, these seven habits. Number one, you have to be proactive. Get out there. Try to do something. Number two, you have to begin with the end in mind. You, you have to have that winning mindset. Number three is put first things first. Got to make a list. Got to got to write these things down. And it becomes a habit. Number four is think win-win. You're going to, no matter if you have a setback, you've won because you're going to learn from it. To me, that's what win-win is. Right. Hands, hands down. Number five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. I love this one so much. <clears throat> and and whether you believe in God or whether you believe in evolution, think about this. We have two arms, two legs, two eyes, two ears, but only one mouth. That's right. There are so many senses that have to be processed before we get to or before you should speak. That's right. So try to understand what someone else is saying. Try to understand what someone else is going through, and then you get to put out your opinion. <clears throat> That's what that means to me. 
it I can agree. mean different things to everyone. Right. Um, number six, I really don't know what this one is. Synergize. I mean, I know what the word means, mm. but I, I mean, I don't know. Do you know how to go out and synergize? This is what we're doing right now, right? We're creating this <laughs> synergy. Our podcast did make the uh, list. Yeah. yeah. There okay. Go. There That's you just go. a fun there way of go. saying, listen to the podcast. And we're number are six. You, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Sharpen the saw. Oh, there we we did. We we're all over this this book. We are. We really are. And, and like I said, I read this in my twenties. My son is uh, eight years old. He's going through this at school. They pick a new uh, a new number. I think like every six weeks or something like that. And they're going through. It's like the highly of um, the seven habits of highly effective children. That's awesome. But they're going through that. Yeah, I was like, man, you know, now, granted, had I read this or had I had to go through this when I was eight, I probably wouldn't have remembered it. But remembering it from my 20s and still, you know, um, still trying to make some of those things happen. That's how I think. I try to be proactive. I always try to think win-win, no matter what. Um, and man, it's so crazy. Number seven, sharpening your saw. You're sharpening the blade. I work with the blade. There you go. Oh my goodness. You know, yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know, man, this whole time. Um, so just, just going through those things, man, and trying to do a little bit more, just like you had said that 1% more is going to be the difference maker every day. That's right. Um, you, you mentioned something about having a goal in mind. It's funny because uh, one of the clients I was I was working with today, she was a brand new client. I had never worked with her. And uh, we were talking, and then she mentioned something, and she kind of said it under her breath. I said, what, what, you know, what's that? She goes, because I'm going on a trip, and you know, I just have to be ready to wear that bikini. I know it sounds so stupid. I said, no. I said, that's what I I wanted. We have to have a goal. I said, when you got in the car this morning, you knew where you were headed, right? She said, yeah. I said, you don't just get in the car and start driving and, you know, wherever I am. No, when you're coming to the gym, when you come in with me, I want you to have an end goal in mind. What are we working for? You know, we have to have something to, to aim for. I said, I'm so glad you told me that. Now I know what is it she's trying to do. There's a reason these people walk into the gym. There's a reason they sign up for personal training because they have a goal in their brain. Sometimes they are shy. They don't want to admit, I want to look like this person in the magazine. or I want to look like this guy I saw on YouTube. I want to know what that is. I want to know what it is, why you're spending your money to come talk to me and get instruction from me because I want to give you that goal. I want to make that goal a reality. I can't do that if you never tell me. And we can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're coming here for nothing. We're just driving around aimlessly wasting gas like in that car if we don't have an end goal. So I was so happy she told me that. And I said, look, that's what we're doing. And she was so happy, too, you know, because now she she realized what she was saying. And her her quote unquote dream wasn't being silly. Yeah, we have to have that destination in mind. Absolutely. Yeah, that that sounds like number five. Seek first to understand. You were able to understand. She was under able to understand that this is a two way road. I need right. input, and and you need input, right. and then everyone can be understood. The goals are being understood. Man, if you just put everything back on these seven little things, 
it's crazy, you know, it's right. changing your mindset. It's right. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And think about all these uh, different one through seven. We've talked about them at some point during the podcast. Yeah, for because real. We really have. When you think about being successful and the things we've read and the, the books we've seen, it it's it's easy. to It's common sense, right? But we sometimes we have to have somebody put it down and list it for us. So to open our eyes to use, you know, like you said, we've got two eyes. Use them. Look, mm-hmm. Open your eye and look. It's clear. It's right in front of your face if you just take the time to look. And we need sometimes some people to write these books and list them out for us, one, one through seven, so we can see it and put it in our brain. You know, even though it is common sense, if you just sit in the back and think about it. But we need somebody to put it together, to collate it all, and said, look, look, open your eyes and just look. The answer's right here. And that's what this guy did. And that's why this book has helped so many people. Every, oh you know, most goodness. of us think yeah. about this. Yes. And the book is is pretty old. I yes. mean, it's, uh, it, it's it's been around for quite some time. Yeah. If you click on, you know, because I'm one of these guys, I go on Amazon and I, I go through all the self-help books. That book will always pop up as a suggestion. Always. Oh, yeah. There's a reason. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that have turned to that book for help and it's helped people. Yeah. You just have to be willing to put in the work, too. You can't just read the book or you can't just buy the book and set it on the shelf. You got to you got to change your mindset into be being willing to try to do some of this stuff. You, you uh, can look. Very are you actually yeah. seeing? Right? Yeah. You're looking, but are you seeing? That's one of the things. You know, we we talked about your your Game of Thrones uh, project that oh, you're working on. Oh my goodness! One of the characters you're going to meet, Serial Pharrell. He goes Ooh. to teach Arya swordsmanship, and that's one oh. of his lessons. Seeing, you know, looking isn't seeing. See, see what's there. You know, don't we? Sometimes we fool ourselves. See what actually is in front of you. And Serial, he's such a great character in the show. Uh, and some of the little lessons he's he's got these real quick lessons, much like Seven Habits of a Highly Effective People. Yeah, and, and yeah. When you said that about two eyes. I immediately thought of Serial. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Uh, and you know, oddly enough, like you mentioned it now, that was one of the last episodes that I watched, and. That short amount of time that he was, it it wasn't necessarily tough love, but he didn't coach her on every single thing she was doing. He right. kind of let her, he gave her the instruction, but ultimately he let her realize it. And I think that is more powerful than yes. constantly trying to, um, you know, kind of force your your knowledge onto someone once someone can make it click how they understand it by you know doing the action or performing that thing and maybe failing the first time and then doing it the second time and understanding what they did wrong uh man it it just it goes so much further with that person right yes uh you know that's one of the the things i'll do with people you know when they do a rep or something and they'll have their hands a certain way and and they'll say you know it kind of hurts when i do it like that i'll say well you know what don't do it like that (laughs) you know we're we're not working our wrist we're working our chest you know do, do it what's comfortable to your wrist you know don't don't hurt yourself here trying to improve this if it hurts doing it, it's like what they said when you used to tell your mom, hey, it, it hurts when I move my arm like that. Well, don't mm-hmm. move your arm like well, that. Don't yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that. It's like one of the oldest doctor jokes. Hey, right. doc, 
Oh man, my shoulder hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that anymore. Stop. <laughs> That's um, fifty dollars. <laughs> Pay the nurse on the yeah, way out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bam. Gotcha. Got him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So man, this Game of Thrones. Uh, the first episode was, eh, you know, it was, was kind of, kind of. It wasn't hard to get through. It was very confusing because there's yes. so many characters. Yes. So many things going on at one time. Um, by the third episode, which is the last one that I watched, I believe it was the third, third or fourth episode. Um, some of the characters, the the character building is starting to come out. Right. Really, kind of seeing who is who, and maybe a little bit more about what they're about right. and what they may become later on in the show. Right. <clears throat> Um, but it's 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 getting very interesting. Right. So, but uh, we but it's firmly established. If you've understood now, the Lannisters are the bad guys. Oh the Starks, my goodness! The Starks are the good wow. guys. It's pretty obvious, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. And just speaking of uh, one of my favorite characters, Ned, one of the favorite lines I've ever in any book in anything I've ever read. And I don't remember now thinking back if it was in the show or just in the book. They go to that execution at the very beginning in the very first episode. Remember when mm-hmm. he executed that mm-hmm. guy and one of his sons asked him, you know, that they were having an argument, that discussion, whether he was brave because, he, you know, the guy bent over, gave him his head to, you know, get chopped off. And uh, one of them was arguing, no, he, you know, he wasn't brave because, you know, and the other one was saying that he was. So the, the kid asked his dad, can a. Uh, can can you be scared and yet still be brave? You know, can you be have fear and yet still be brave? And Ned told him, "Well, that's the only time you can be brave." Hmm. Man, I read that line, and it's so true. You know, if there's nothing yeah. to be fearful of, well, you're not brave. You know, uh, that's the old Superman Batman argument. You know, Superman, hmm. what is he? He's not really. He can nothing's going to hurt him anyway. Batman's just a regular dude. He's the one going into all the dangerous situations. He's a man yeah. that can be killed. True. And when Ned's, you know, dropped that line on me, man, I was like, man, this Ned, he's a good dude, man. I like this guy really. <laughs> yeah, the, and his character, uh, very, very cold, but also. Like you can see that caring side of his, of of who he's trying to be, right? Because right. he's a, a a leader and he's also a father. Yes. He he is, uh, he's somewhat tender when he's with his children, especially yeah. his daughter. But you know he can turn it right around and be incredibly vicious when he has to be. So so crazy. Um. Uh, so it's so coincidental that I'm reading this book, The Laws of Human Nature, and then watching this because right. there's a lot of psychology. Yes. I wonder how much research this guy did as he was writing out these characters to have so much depth right. of how these personalities act and interact with one another, right. who they are behind closed doors as opposed to who they are out in the open and what they're projecting. Yeah. Uh, so, so crazy. And uh, the blonde headed Lannister guy, the um, Jamie. No, no, Jamie. he's, he's the brother of the queen. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie's That's a twin. Jamie, yeah, Jamie okay. Lannister. Yes. Yes. He's the twin. They um, call him the, the Kingslayer. 
Yes, yes. So in the book, they talk about people that are overly nice and very courteous and, you know, they're just so overwhelmingly charismatic and, right. you know, they, they they project this wholesome, you know, all these characteristics that make you fall in love with them or make you trust them no matter what. They're the ones to kind of watch out for. Yes. Because they will they will turn on you in the blink of an eye. They've learned how to establish that character to get what they want because man, it's so crazy. A lot of things revolve around your childhood. Yes. Who you become as a person has become by the time you're like 10. Yes. Yes. Um, so so crazy. Um, I love reading this book. Uh, I think I'm on like chapter six right now, but it's it's phenomenal. Highly recommend this book to anybody that likes to um, be mindful because it's definitely made me more mindful of uh, who I am and how I act towards people. Um, I'm, I'm I care genuinely care. Um, I'm not doing things to um, try to get one up on others, but. There are times where I do deal with my past right. and sometimes those things will come out. You know, yes. I will. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you know, you've heard stories and yes. whatever. And it's, you know, thinking about I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is if if we bottle that shadow up for too long, it will come out at, at the most unopportune times. Right. And and it will hurt it will hurt you and it will hurt those around you yes. uh, when it comes out. So man, you know, try to take care of it. Find find an outlet for that right. shadow to unleash yes. it so that it does not come and get you when you least expect it. That's very true. You know, it's like I said, uh, the, the way I unleashed it was turning it around on itself. You know, turning turning those the bad habits of my bad nature of being overly competitive and, and wanting to be to to something positive by helping you to get better. You know, helping you to get better so that in turn my competitive na- nature will make me want to get better. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just being a I'm just you know and, and and also otherwise I'm just being a hater. You know, the one thing I hate you know haters I was just being that hater. You know, they, they always say, you know, mm-hmm. be careful when chasing monsters, lest you become a monster yourself. You know, that's oh, what wow. I was. I was hey. becoming my own monster. Well, how do I stop? How do I defeat that monster? I make him do something good. And that's what that's what you do. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of a lot of good insight. Everybody's going to take something different from everything they yes. consume. Yes. Um, this is just my take on right. what I'm reading and what I'm yeah. watching in this movie. Uh, I might be full of crap. Who knows? <clears throat> That's been but I do enjoy it. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Oh, there was uh, the monster came out again. I'm sorry. <laughs> There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh, it's my competitive. Nah. Hey, but but look before we forget, you haven't mentioned what am I wearing today that that uh, is a unique. Uh, I'm starting a new trend. Oh my goodness! So he's wearing the hoodie that right. not everyone's gonna see except for the folks that jump onto YouTube. Check this out. It is an amazing hoodie. It's got our 
I wouldn't, is it our logo? Is it our, is it's the title of our show? Um, and then it also has stay sharp and oh my goodness, does it ever look sharp? This is what Erica won. Erica has, it was delivered to her yesterday. Uh, I don't know. How did they, I don't know how the audio came out on the interview. I interviewed her. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to get a chance. We need to go back and you're the IT guy. Hopefully you can fix it. I I noticed the audio was kind of messed up, but we did give it to her and, because and mainly I wanted people to know that this wasn't some sham of a contest. We really did have a winner. Erica really did win. Erica really does have the the hoodie. Uh, she liked it. They came out better looking than than I even thought they were going to look. I knew they were going to oh, look yeah. good. But it, well, once you see it and look at it up close, man, it looks fantastic. But you're also forgetting one very important thing. What are those things I have on my arms? Oh, hey, yeah. You didn't Did take you the sleeves off. No, because it says stay sharp on this side. Yeah. It has a tag on it. Yeah, my tagline. That could be a new trend. Just one seat. Oh, no. You guys got to have their little stick, you know. I guess. (laughs) You wouldn't do that. That looks, I don't know. That would look crazy. You're like LL Cool J, but on the arm. There you go. (laughs) He used to roll up his leg. Oh, my goodness. It's so crazy. Well, um, man, the time has flown by. I didn't even realize we're already at time. If you like what you're hearing, you know, reach out to us. I started to put our email in the show notes. Right. Of course, there's our Twitter handles. Uh, Tom's is I am Paula Nikes. Mine is Fat Squeezel, P-H-A-T. Squeezel, S-Q-U-E-E-Z-L-E. Uh, drop us a line. Throw us a follow. Uh, put a review out there for us. Right. Uh, you know, even if it's just to tell us to shut it down. Go ahead. <laughs> shut it down. Start a new show altogether. You guys shouldn't be talking to each other. Whatever it may be. But I absolutely love doing this. It gives me an outlet to talk about. What I'm going through. I love hearing Tom's stories. I love the positivity. One day we may hear Tom on a downswing. Tune in to see if you catch that. And we'll work through it and we'll try to get each other back on the upswing because it will happen. It's life. Happens to everyone. It's a pendulum. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So with that being said, I would like to wish everyone a good night. Everybody, good oh, night. Remember to stay sharp. I almost forgot. Uh, I believe it is either today or let me look it up real quick. I think it's either today or Friday is Prince's 50th birthday. Uh, okay, yeah. I saw that. I saw something to do with it. I think today's also, today might be the anniversary of when he passed away also. Is that what it is? Because uh, the thing that I read was like the 50th anniversary of his passing. I was like, he didn't die in no 50. You might have misread it. I think it might be the fifth anniversary of his passing. Fifth. Oh. So never mind. <laughs> Jeez. Well, anyway, shout out to Prince. Love yeah, the music. Exactly. Man, Purple Rain. Purple greatest, Rain. Greatest Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. There you go. Yes. You're right. It's the it's the anniversary of his death. Yeah. Right. April 21st, 2016. So. And 
I didn't know it was that long ago. I know. Time passes. That's yeah. why time passes. We don't know when our time's up. If you got something you want to do, get to it. Yep. Purple rain. There you go. All right. Everybody have a great night. Have a great night. Stay sharp. Talk to you next week.